I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Long Shots, VEASAN's premier golf betting podcast. Here's Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin. Hello and welcome to VEASAN's Long Shots. I am Matt Brown here on a Monday. This is the FedEx St. Jude postmortem edition in which we see Lucas Glover win his second tournament in a row, winning in a playoff over Patrick Cantlay. Lucas Glover had an abysmal round four, but fortunately had built up enough of a lead, enough of a leeway through grounds one, two, and three to where he was able to scrape by with a one-under. A one-under in which he lost 2.93 strokes on approach in round four. He lost 3.18 strokes tee to green. He lost very minimally off the tee, also very minimally around the green. He did putt very, very well. I guess we all need to go get broomstick lab golf putters. Gained 2.84 strokes putting. Not a great tournament for me. I didn't play any placement market stuff. I don't really do the placement market stuff all that often in these no-cut events. And kind of fortunate I didn't because this this these guys kind of rocketed and fell off these leaderboards like all over the place in this tournament. So kind of glad I didn't do that. Went one and one in head-to-head, so I lose to the juice. And then, of course, none of the outrights hit. Not only did none of the outrights hit, let's kind of do a... You know, listen, you got to laugh at yourself sometimes, right? So whenever you go, I had Wyndham Clark. He was T66. Let me remind you, there were 70 players in this field. I had Ricky Fowler. He was T58. A little bit better. Sam Burns, he was T52. A little bit better there as well. Climbing up the charts at least a little bit, you can find some of the other guys that I had. Nobody actually in contention. Colin Morikawa, T13, was my highest finisher that I had on the outright card. So not a good week for me by any stretch of the imagination. Colin Morikawa had it going there for a little bit, but kind of just went into neutral the last couple of days and wasn't ever really in this thing to begin with. So losing tournament for me, it is what it is. We move on to the BMW. I think the thing I can take from this and have a text message, a buddy of mine who is a big DFS player, kind of asking me what my model looked like this past week. And sometimes I need to just go ahead and trust what I find important in these tournaments, what the model tells me, and then quit kind of going with this. It's, you know, the gambler's fallacy basically thing of, you know, you can't win two weeks in a row. You can't, uh, 
do any, you know, listen, it's hard to win a golf tournament as it is anyway, but just because you win the week before doesn't mean you're any less likely to win the week after. And that's just something completely ridiculous on my end. I can read you the exact text that I sent. I know it seems like steam chasing, but I actually really like Lucas Glover and so does my model. Guess how much Lucas Glover I played this week. Guess how much I had in placement markets. Guess how much I had in head-to-heads. Zero, 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 zero. Should have done that. Followed by a text a little bit later that said, I know it seems weird too in a field this loaded, but it also really likes Corey Connors. Well, Corey Connors, T6. So sometimes I probably should just listen to myself and quit talking myself out of bets that would have made some money. But it is what it is. Again, some of this stuff you just... Even after doing it for 20 plus years, you still have to battle. I still have to battle with the whole thought that just because a guy won a tournament the week before doesn't mean he can't win again the next week. I mean, yes, it's hard. It's only hard because it's hard to win a golf tournament anyway. It's not any harder. It's just hard to win golf tournaments. So anyway, Lucas Glover does get it done. Lucas Glover, man, this switch to this. Listen, we were talking about putters and we've talked about them a couple of different times on the pod over the last few weeks, but mainly because it's just been making such big noise on the tour you know you have Ricky Fowler who moves to this putter that his caddy was using starts putting the lights out you know finishing top of leaderboards Wyndham Clark tries out that same putter that Ricky Fowler is using and he starts putting the lights out and he starts winning tournaments and now you've got Lucas Glover who has always been so incredibly good ball striking always has been great but couldn't make a putt to save his life he moves to this broomstick lab golf putter and I was just making everything. And not only making things to score, but making things to save. And that's what actually happened to him in this final round. He made some putts to save his butt. And doing that, he was able to put himself in a position to get into a playoff. And then in that one whole playoff, was able to defeat Patrick Cantlay, who put it in the water off the tee. T3, Rory McElroy tied with Tommy Fleetwood. T3 at 14 under. Just another incredibly strong showing by Rory. Yeah, I know he's not winning a lot. Rory's playing, Rory's strong, man. Rory's playing some great golf. I think one of the things that I'm going to, that that is at least something for me to dig into, a little bit interesting here, we know Max Homa, a guy that I had bet just a ton over the course of of the year. T6 in this thing, 11 under. Now, he did put it in neutral, as did Jordan Spieth. So... They were both 11 under heading into Sunday and finish 11 under. So they were even par on the day. But consistent golf and maybe Homa kind of coming back around, maybe Homa finding something somewhere along the way. So that's something to look at. John Rahm struggled, which was interesting. Thought this course fit him pretty well. Scotty Scheffler, T31. He switched putters. Everyone's making a big deal out of that. And Scotty Scheffler just continued to, to miss putts, right? I mean, it's just... It's just one of those things. He he loses .73 strokes putting on the course of the tournament. It's just, man. I'll tell you this. If you're on tour and he does figure out how to putt, good night. You might We might see ridiculous numbers on him betting these tournaments. But as we move on, we will have a full show on the BMW Live on VEASAN, by the way. So that is going to be live tomorrow. So be sure and tune in to the network, 11 to 12 Pacific. Me, Wes, Kelly, going over our full full card. Now, we know 70-player field last week, cut down to 50 this week. So, if you look at these numbers and they look a little off, it's like, no, well, there's only 50 guys teeing it up. 
No cut event as well. Everyone guaranteed four rounds. At the top of the leaderboard, Rory McIlroy. Very hard to argue with that with the consistency that he has had here lately. He is 6-1. to one, Scotty Scheffler, 7-1. to one, Patrick Cantlay, 9-1, to one, as is John Rahm. Victor Hovland, 14. Xander, 16. Tommy Fleetwood at 20. Tyrrell Hatton, 22. A very disappointing Tyrrell Hatton performance this past week as well. Forgot to mention I had him as an outright. That was the other... That was the other outright that I had that didn't uh, that didn't do anything. I don't know exactly where he where he ended up, but it was certainly not not strong for Tyrrell Hatton. So uh, again, just a horrible outright week for me for sure. Tyrrell Hatton t forty three in the tournament. Um, Tyrrell Hatton twenty two to one. Max Homa twenty two to one. Colin Morikawa twenty two to one. Jordan Spieth twenty five. Ricky Fowler thirty. As is Lucas Glover. Hideki Matsuyama. And Cameron Young. Wyndham Clark comes in at 35, as does Tony Finau, Tom Kim, Sung J M, Russell Henley, Jason Day, Brian Harmon, all at 35 to 1. Then it's 41, 40 and longer for everybody else in the field, all the way down to your bottom guys in Seamus Power, Tom Hoagie, Andrew Putnam, Kurt Kitayama, Nick Taylor, Patrick Rogers, Chris Kirk, Lee Hodges. Adam Svensson, even in just a 50-player field, are all triple digits to win this thing. They still have up top five, top 10, and top 20 markets over at DraftKings. So if you want to go that route, again, a little tricky, no-cut event. Guys can come from guys can come from, from, from back, right? I mean, in theory, you could be in 47th place in this thing and still top 20 it with a couple of good rounds over the weekend, and some guys just kind of either stay in neutral or come back to the field. So... Just something to keep about and keep in mind. And maybe even from a live perspective, maybe getting a juicy number on someone that, you know, maybe they just had some sort of outlier performance, like putted just exceptionally terribly or something like that in the first couple of days. And, and maybe we can get some regression to the mean and, and get those guys in for a live bet or something like that. So something to think about as we get going in the tournament here. But again, the odds are interesting. Top 20 odds on some of these guys, certainly interesting. Don't have to lay a lot of juice for a, a top 20 on a Lucas Glover, who, by the way, is like the hottest golfer going right now. Minus 120 to top 20, a 50-person field for Lucas Glover. Pretty pretty wild whenever you look at something like that. Again, just making everything with that putter. They've got matchups. They'll have nationality props. They'll have all the different stuff that you normally see out there over on DraftKings. We'll run through the entire board tomorrow. Me, Wes, and Kelly and get you, uh, get you all set up here for the BMW course breakdown, everything like that, live on VEASAN 11 to 12 Pacific. Until then, hope the weekend treated you better than it did me, and good luck on all your bets here for the BMW. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.